I'm Lion Paul Fugit. My guest today is past council chair Murtaza Dungarwala. Lion Murtaza is a member of the Mombasa Pawnee Lions Club in Kenya. Lion Murtaza, welcome to the Roaring Lion Podcast. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Murtaza Dungarwala? Okay, my name is uh, Murtaza Dungarwala. Uh, I am actually... I reside in a place called Mombasa, which is an island on the eastern coast of Kenya. Uh, I'm born there, bred there, uh, educated in the U- UK. I did my uh, boarding school and uh, what we say the English system is O levels and A levels. And then uh, further up, I did all that in the UK. Uh, then I returned back to Kenya to join the family business. We are. We are printers by profession. I'm a graduate in, uh, I'm a master printer in uh, printing and technology. Uh, I came back to join the family business, but unfortunately um, with the old uh, traditional uh, mindset, I didn't have room to enter into the already uh, well-managed system. So eventually I opened my own printing uh, setup and uh, continued with my own press uh, in Mombasa. And uh, got married at the age of 26. And soon after my marriage, I was invited to join Alliance but the invitation that uh, came to, to me to join the Lions Club was not, my, my immediate concern was not to serve. Let's be very honest and sincere. I was brought in because of my profession. My sponsor, late sponsor who identified me to join had one ambition and we wanted to take out a diary 
uh, that would have an advertisement on each page. So it was like a fundraise for that person. Uh, um, and all 365 pages would have, would have an advert. A good project. Uh, we managed to completely do that and we raised a substantial amount of money. So by doing that, he enticed me to join the club. And of course, uh, I gave my best uh, for that particular fundraising activity. And uh, Thereafter, I started having my family uh, coming in the in the system. So for 10 years, I was busy because my wife came from the UK. So she would go back to the UK for uh, the delivery of our children. And for 10 years, basically, uh, I was just trying to raise my family. So I, I called myself a fork and knife member. I would go for dinners. Uh, eat my meals and wherever I used, that was it. So attend activities, but not with that passion of, you know, serving. I was just there for the sake of being there. After 10 years, uh, a vacancy came now. I, I, I come from a very senior club and I'm proud to say that it is now 61 years old, the club. And in that 61 years, we have never had the club president repeating. So a very good succession plan uh, has always been there and it's still there. Unfortunately, at that time, I was just coming uh, more active and we were building the Lions Hospital, Site First Hospital where we got a good grant from LCIF and we had uh, donor funding. Now we built a hospital with only 10% of funds in our kitty, but uh, the club being so senior and well-known, we, we managed to raise the rest of the 90% of the funds to build the hospital. And that's when I came in the picture. I started getting involved in the hospital project. So as I was getting involved in the hospital project, uh, the first vice president coming into the chair somehow uh, had other commitments and dropped out. So I was actually bunged into this chair to become the club president. So having not so much experience into managing, uh, I came in, but prior to that, just as I came as first vice president, again, the district governor uh, then wanted to use my professional uh, abilities to be the district bulletin editor. Now, having no knowledge of the hierarchy of the district and at international, I was put into this play, uh, thing of producing uh, four magazines. And fantastic, fantastic magazine I, I came out with. And one of the magazine was rated the best bulletin in the world at the Montreal Convention in 19, uh, was it 1997? So, no, 1996, beg your pardon. Uh, it came out to be the best bulletin in the entire world. So that was a feather in the cup, a cap for me uh, without having any office, official position at district level or club level. So thereafter, my club pushed me to become the president of the club. 
from a very senior club where the average age was about 60. I, I, I was the youngest president of the time at that time. So I was just barely 40 and I became the club president of my club. From there, I've never looked back because then I started getting involved with the district. And fortunately, we had a lot of support from uh, LCI through Cypher's funding and uh, what we call, I don't know if you have any uh, collection of Cypher's uh, funding that was coming into Africa and India, uh, where every cataract you do, you get a certain amount. So the hospital now started getting furnished. We started getting funding. We started doing eye camps and we were also benefiting from the site first reimbursement program. So for the certain amount of cataracts we do, we get a reimbursement, but a very strict uh, requirement from LCIF, but we, we did it by the book. And as, as I started getting to know my district leaders, I started uh, enjoying lionism. Then I became the zone, I became the region. And then there was a little bit of a, a, a hitch we had in Mombasa where one club member wanted to wife for a club from district governor. And at that time, district governor was uh, a very, very, very um, what do we say, very, very competitive. And Mombasa had not produced a district governor for many years. So this line member uh, put in the papers four times and never managed to become the uh, district governor. Now that the, Mombasa started uh, disliking the fact that uh, there was a rift coming up with the up countries club not giving a chance to good lions of Mombasa. And when I was a region chairperson then, I noticed that we were sort of drifting away from the district because our, our member was not uh, elected in that position. Now, the only thing I could see to build bridges was to do a convention. So I put in a bid to do a convention in Mombasa. Uh, like I said, our multiple district uh, spreads across five countries. So we have a two year uh, waiting list to do a convention. So I put in the uh, convention bid just to build bridges between the district and the lines of Mombasa. Uh, fortunately, I had good support for my club uh, good support from uh, the district as well, because they could see that uh, this is a way forward to build bridges and get away from that drift. That was. So as I as I became the convention chairperson, I was spotlighted, as we call it, we spotlight people to become the leaders for tomorrow. And I was spotlighted and as they, they told me, why don't you put your papers in? And at that time, once again, I had no ambition to go that direction. I had no ambition, uh, both financially, no time-wise. And like I said, the family was still growing. So I declined that offer. But being supported by many elderly leaders from my district, I finally submitted to their 
a request of putting the papers. And I won the elections. And at that time, the position of the second vice did not exist. It was the first time that we had elections for the first vice and the second vice together. So I had the option of going for the first vice or the second vice. But uh, I said, no, I need time. So I went for the second vice and allowed somebody else to take the first vice. So there were two elective positions in that particular convention in Mombasa. And Mombasa being my home territory, of course, I got the full support from Lions and Lions from upcountry and other countries as well. But uh, I think having gone into the leadership uh, level, uh, I always tell uh, my colleagues here that up to the time that I did the convention, I was wearing blinkers. As you know, when a horse rides, it has, it has blinkers on the side. So all I was focused was my club, my project, my hospital. And I was also the chairman of the hospital in Mombasa, which is the Lions Project. It's a, it's a project that is owned by the single club. And it's a beautiful hospital, uh, given time uh, later on um, for anybody that comes to Mombasa, I can really show them around and you'll be proud of having a single club project. So having worn blinkers for all these years, I never saw what the district is and how other clubs operate. And I'm glad that today you are telling me that you're interested of how other countries, other clubs, other areas function with different projects. So at that time in my, in my um, club, we used to have the eye hospital that was the priority to all the incoming leaders that we are concentrating just on that. In the meantime, we used to have an education uh, committee that was doing uh, scholarships. And we were doing inter-secondary school debates. So uh, children from the age from 12 years to 16 years old, uh, they would go into a debate competition. And we noticed that we developed a lot of young leaders uh, to do public speaking. Now, at the time when you hear the young uh, boys and girls speaking, Paul, I'll tell you, it would put you and me to shame because the way the fluency and the, the mindset that the young, uh, because they do so much research and they come with all the facts and figures, it is amazing. So we felt very proud of this activity and it is still a, an activity that, is a, that has been going on in, a, in my club for the last 35 years. So a fantastic activity that we do to develop and culture uh, the young leaders of today. Another signature activity we do. Now, signature project is the Lions Hospital. The signature activity is the intersecondary school debates. And a wonderful activity that we do is uh, the World Service Day. Now the World Service of World, World Service Day of my club is dedicated to the 8th October World Service Day, and we do on a Sunday near the 8th of October, whereby we 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 gather uh, physically challenge children from um, a radius of about 50 kilometers from Mombasa to all the schools that uh, house and board physically challenge uh, children. 
and they are brought in for that one particular day. They have the mini Paralympics, we call it, uh, have all sorts of disciplines of uh, various uh, physically challenged uh, uh, children. So uh, we would have a wheelchair activity, we'd have a crutches activity, we'd have a, a, a people with hearing uh, challenges. So we have a good uh, variety of uh, physically, uh, the Paralympics we would have. Uh, in that day, the, the first prize would be giving blankets, mosquito nets, um, T-shirts, towels. Now, T-shirts are given to all the children for that day. So 1,600 to 2,000 T-shirts are worn, given by donors. That activity has become such a fabulous activity that uh, the children look out for that one day to come and enjoy one day with us where food is served, drinks are given, and then they're taken back to their uh, respective schools and uh, lodging areas. So that's a beautiful activity that my club does. And, and funding is not a problem. We have uh, corporates that join hands with us. And uh, it is, we, we always get the best award for the 8th October World Service Day from the district, district governor. So that is as far as my club is concerned. Uh, we do these activities. And of late, we have started doing water pans where we do rainwater harvesting. And uh, we would do about a 6 million liter. It's almost, uh, say, about 1.5 million gallons of water. We dig out a trench, we waterproof it, and then uh, wait for the rains to come in. So once the rains come in, uh, the water is collected. Now, in the semi-arid areas of uh, outside of Mombasa, we notice that people go out without water and school children go out to fetch water as far as five to 10 kilometers. So now by fetching water, which is uh, the basic needs of anybody, uh, they miss out on schools. So with that activity, we started bringing, uh, we built to date about 20 uh, if I'm not mistaken, about 20 water pans of almost the same amount of uh, holding capacity to the areas. Now, once the rain comes, it fills up to the brim. Now, that water can be used over the past four or five months until the next rain comes in. So what happens is through the Ministry of Education, through the Ministry of uh, Agriculture, we bring in uh, the experts from the agriculture department and we give them little plots for the community around to start growing their own vegetables you know to do their own survival so they have their goats and they have their cows so they can drink water from that water pen so you know the whole community is now enriched with this desperately needed uh, water pan, water uh, need that in the semi area that they are deprived of. So again, the school children can go to school. So there's a multifaceted advantage of a small activity that people take it for granted. For you and me and for people who live in cities, you know, you know we know that water comes out from our taps, but for villages and communities in semi-arid areas, this is a challenge and the basic needs are deprived. So 
That's what my home club does. Now, as I came into the district, I started noticing that there's a lot of other activities. People look after uh, orphanages. People look after um, uh, building building toilets for uh, schools, giving water, making you know any needs that a community uh, a school has. Uh, Lions of Kenya are there. But at the same time, we have a very large hospital in Nairobi. What I talked about in Mombasa, it is just a small hospital for that small area. But Nairobi has a mega hospital, uh, which is called the Lions Site First Eye Hospital. I would reckon and would proudly say that it is, it could be rated the best state of art hospital in Africa, if not in other parts of the world. And it's a sight to see. And maybe you can also, in your free time, uh, just go through the website. It's www.lionsitefirsteyehospital.org. If you have a look at that and you see the facility that uh, has in that hospital, it is, it, it is good. Now, that is for uh, a lot of clubs have joined in, a lot of funding that came from Lions uh, Clubs International Foundation, and a lot of uh, uh, community as well, corporates have supported that hospital. So it's a, it's a very good project. But when you talk to uh, the first vice district governor, um, he came out during the COVID uh, pandemic that started last year, he came out with a project called Sababu Kenya, and you'll hear about that. Sababu in Kiswahili means why. Why Kenya should not support Kenyans. And that was basically to give the food packages to, uh, to the physically challenged uh, and disabled and elderly uh, people for a period of two weeks to four weeks. So you would get food packs delivered to your home because they could not travel anywhere. So that project was started by the first vice governor, which I said, uh, you will talk to him when, when we meet. And that's one of the very good success stories that we can proudly talk about. Uh, of course, now diabetes has also become rampant in, the, uh, in, in Africa. Uh, I, I would say 25 years ago, the African diet would not allow diabetes to be uh, in, the, in the blood. But uh, because of the, uh, the type of food uh, that has changed, the fast food life that has come up, the stressful life that we have, uh, diabetes has become rampant in Africa as well. So we have now started the diabetes uh, awareness program and uh, many clubs are looking at that. The second vice district governor uh, has an ambition to do the cancer, childhood cancer project. And that will be uh, going into the district governor, incoming district governor as his year. But the, flat, the, the whole um, project will be piloted by the second vice governor. So when he comes into the office in his time, uh, it will become uh, a project that uh, 
will become a district project. So basically, the, the, the projects that are going on in Africa in general are anything and everything, to be honest. The needs are so great. As far as LCIF is concerned, we have good support for the measles and uh, rubella uh, program that uh, we also benefit from uh, Lions Clubs International Foundation. Uh, Ethiopia is part of our district and Ethiopia has a different program. Uh, though it is part of our district, it has its own uh, agenda as far as projects are concerned. So they have partnered with Lions Clubs International Foundation the Carter Foundation, where uh, President Jimmy Carter is part of the, is the uh, chairperson or he's the, 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 the founder of this foundation. Then uh, Pfizer is there, WHO is there. Um, and I think Bill, Bill Gates and uh, Bill and Melinda Gates are also there. So Ethiopia's needs are somehow different and they, they address trachoma, they address malaria, uh, they addressed um, uh, open air uh, defecation, um, you know, people not using toilets. So that the, those are a few programs that uh, Ethiopia has, but the funding is enormous. So what's it like for leadership? Uh, you're, you're the head of Alliance District that's in five different countries. Uh, what type of challenges does that uh, bring up for you? You see, fortunately, uh, Lions Clubs have now earmarked. In the last three, four years, they've earmarked and shortlisted uh, the five global challenges. So basically, everything falls within the five challenges. So be it education or Lions Quest or bursary, it falls into youth, uh, be it environment. Again, so those challenges are now shortlisted and clubs have now started reporting into those five global challenges. Now, when I was a governor, I came out with uh, breast cancer awareness. I came out with uh, cornea harvesting uh, because we need to have the blind see. I came out, uh, my president, Wing Kun Tam, uh, he had a program for environment and he wanted to have uh, 1 million trees to be grown. Was it 10 million trees? It is 1 million. And of which, 1 million, yeah. And uh, my, my governorship uh, alone uh, gave him 6 million trees. So we started having partnerships with others. So each governor uh, will come out with a plan. But now, like I said, now the Lions Clubs International have shortlisted the things. And they follow the five challenges. And of course, uh, with uh, uh, Lions Quest and uh, humanitarian, as well as disaster has been added to the five challenges. So anything the governor does, like the governor that is going to come in, uh, I mentioned, he'll continue his uh, Sababu Kenya, which is uh, hunger, uh, support to the uh, physically and elderly. Uh, challenge uh, society of Kenya. Like I said, Ethiopia falls in our district, but it has its own, its own autopilot there as well. So when a governor comes in, they, they will spread out the uh, programs that they have. Now, any club, 
will fall within the five global challenges. So I would say the the governors that are coming in now, somehow it's easier because the plan has already been set by Lions Clubs International. But to manage, of course, we have uh, zone chairpersons and we also have an additional optional position of region chairpersons. So that way, of course, we cannot expect all clubs to be at par. But the carrot that the governor dangles is awards. And many clubs work for awards. And we have something called district contest. I don't know if you have district contest in your in your in your areas. So what happens is the governor will come out with a plan of how many points a club will get. So if you add members, say for hypothetically, they will get thousand points. But if you drop a member, you get negative three thousand points. So the club president uh, is is motivated to collect maximum points. So if you give sight to 10 people, you get 500 points. And that way they collect the points. But basically, if you drop a member, you get a slap on your face. So maybe that is something that you will share ideas with our, our governors and share ideas on how to motivate uh, Lions clubs within your areas so that they can also perform. And especially in this COVID, um, um, era. Many players, many clubs have basically gone to sleep. Not that they want to, but uh, how can they do physical activities? How can they do physical fundraising? How can they uh, motivate club members to get together? So those challenges are there, not only in Africa, in all over the world. So I personally feel that this motivation of points does assist and the club president wants to be the goody book uh, goody goody uh, goody two shoes as you call them and they want to be uh, seen that they are doing well so that motivates so it's it's a challenge for a governor to spread across three countries for my particular district is three countries and uh, 411B is only one country and 411C is only one country. But my, my district is three countries. And for the governor to travel, especially in this pandemic is again a challenge for them. But uh, we have good support from Lions Clubs International. Uh, we have good support from uh, Seychelles and Ethiopia as well. So yes, it's a challenging task. So sometimes, uh, governors from your part of the world will not appreciate the geographical challenges that uh, a governor from Africa will face. I know one district is spread across 12 countries. It's a French speaking, uh, uh, what we call a Francophone uh, district 412. And that, that governor, of course, uh, has his uh, or her wings spread across the uh, 12 countries with second vice and first vice in different parts. So that makes the work easier as well. Is there anything else you want listeners of the podcast to know about Lions of East Africa and what, what's going on in that part of the world? We, we, have, we have challenges of our own, getting membership, definitely. Um, 
unfortunately, we have a myth that the Lions Club are only for the rich because there is a subscription there. So those challenges are there in our part of the world. We also have challenges that uh, it's a selfish challenge that uh, one would ask, what is there in it for me? You know, a million dollar thing will come. What is in it for me? So what do I benefit? So once we orientate the, the person that it's not a financial benefit that you have, but there's a lot of silent benefits. You do networking, you have leadership, you, 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 you uh, do hands-on activities. And we do get good members, but again, we do have a challenge to get membership, no doubt about it. You know, there used to be a time where, uh, where um, extended families would be able to have one person doing social work. And as life has become a rat race, uh, people are all, all on their own. The husband and wife are both working. They're raising their children. So time for lionism has been uh, a challenge for, for many young people. Uh, but we still have passionate people that want to do good to the community. But there is a challenge. My passion is on leadership. Um, I, started, I started training uh, once I became second vice governor, I started giving my, I started making my own presentations. I started thinking out of the box and that made me, um, that made me aspire to learn more. And as you know, that I do my presentation, I do it themselves, myself. I learn through um, research. I learned, I do a lot of research on things. I would say a good trainer in my part of the world. So, well, I'm very uh, that's thankful. To, I'm passionate about. Yep, I'm very thankful to have you as a group leader. Uh, it's it's been fun interacting with you so far, and uh, I hope to look forward to uh, interacting with you more as spring comes around in my part of the world. Uh, and I I'm hoping that uh, it will be quite a success for this year's district governor elect as we'll be doing it all virtually. So it'll be very challenging, but I also believe very fun to uh, do be a part of that, that uh, first experience, make some history as they say. Like, uh, like we've been having um, sessions with our international uh, president to be uh, Alexander Douglas. And uh, he continued, uh, continuously tells us that as much as you are worried about the virtual session, it's unfortunate that we would have been at St. Charles three weeks ago or two weeks ago. It's unfortunate that we won't beat in Montreal. But uh, the positive uh, vibes that uh, uh, our president is sending us and of course the, uh, the staff or at Lions uh, uh, headquarters is this is the first virtual it's a historic virtual so as much as it's new to you it's also new to us so we are all learning together and we are just going to cross the 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 bridge as we as we learn together but 
I must I must compliment the the staff at uh, the headquarters for working tirelessly for putting us putting up this virtual session for us. Um, of course, uh, the in-person training that I've always used to doing is a little bit different to the virtual, but we'll make the best of it together. So I'm glad to have. In fact, you, I'm, I'm proud to have one of the very young members from the U.S. Normally, you find uh, very senior and elderly um, lions who are taking up the governorship simply because they have done the, they've finished the basic uh, thing in, you know, corporate or management or, or businesses. And now they have all the free time as they retire. So that was the tendency that I, I used to see with the, the governors in the US and Europe as well. But uh, you are amongst one of the very few young uh, governors that is coming up. So I'm proud that uh, I have somebody who is taking the role at such a young age. Not age-wise, but uh, <laughs> seniority-wise. <laughs> well, thank you uh, for the compliments. I'm glad that... I'm, I'm glad, but I'm also proud that you also come from a Lions family. Your father was a past district governor as well. So my my, been... my mother, my mother was passenger. Sorry, your, your mother, past district governor. So you come from a uh, a Lions instilled family, and uh, and that is where the passion also comes in. So um, unfortunately, uh, I'm trying to convince my children to join, but uh, they say, "Dad, you are too busy doing your thing." You do what you have to, and we'll join later. So, but of course, they always support you when I'm doing my activities and my and my sessions. So, but uh, like I said, you know, you're one of the youngest uh, district governors in our group, to be honest, which I'm glad. And that's why I wanted to learn what is podcast. You know, I've been asked, asked, trying to ask my son, what's the difference between podcast and broadcast, and you know, all these things, but. I think you made it clear. So thank you very much for, like I said, we are, it's a learning curve for everybody. So we are learning as we go along. That's correct. 